0: It's the Tom Bernard Show, sitting in for Tom Bernard. I'm Dave Schrader along with Doug Sprinthal. Andy Brandt Bernard.
1: Cassie Schrader.
0: We'll be back. All the news that's fit to be told next on the Tom Bernard Show.
2: And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. it works. It's been good. (laughs) It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh,
1: Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008.
2: Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. And now from the Walzer Automotive Group, we've got Doug Sprinthal. Wow, that's, that's
3: a lot more interest than I normally get out of the host. Uh, folks, if you're in the market for a new car, this actually, the next two weeks, is a good time of the year to do it. The, the uh, manufacturers pile on extra incentives to try to hit their year-end numbers. The dealers always want to move inventory before the dead of winter hits. We've got some great specials on walzer.com. I was just at our Honda store before I came here. They're having a, a recruiting fair, And I noticed there were about 85 flat-screen TVs on the show floor under a tree. And I'm like, "Uh, what are you guys doing with all the TVs? (laughs) Well, we're giving them away for anybody that buys a new or used car. And I said, you know, that makes pretty good marketing if you would actually tell somebody about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's always helpful. So that's what we're doing. We've got a lot of specials. That's on Walzer.com, uh, Or you can just stop in the Honda store. I'm not so stupid to think that somebody's going to go, well, I didn't need a car, but seeing as they will give me a TV, maybe we should do it. No, it's for people that are like, yeah, I'm getting ready to buy a car. It's just a little extra incentive to kind of push you over the edge of the cliff.
0: Well, that's the nudge.
3: Right, I'm it's all about nudge. the
0: nudge. See, that would be it. Now, my wife and I might actually go out and get a new or used car from the Walzer Automotive Group.
3: There you go. I think the TVs are only at Honda, but that's conveniently located just miles from your home. <laughs> well, we're out. All right, sorry, <laughs> Doug Sprinthal
0: yeah, at the Walzer Automotive Group and WalzerAutomotive.com.
4: Oh, the weather outside is frightful. But
3: to
0: fire.
2: But the, so have you heard,
0: heard? But
3: the fire. Bill <laughs> Shatner's new.
0: <nude. laughs> oh God, yeah! What a travesty! And how did he get all those musicians behind him?
3: Well, because they all want to get their picture taken with Captain Kirk. I did.
0: I. I uh, so I had a, a unique situation with with Shatner recently, and uh, do tell. I, I will. Uh, so I'm at uh, Wizard World. I, I do these conventions all over Wizard World, kind of pop culture fandom conferences, right? Mm-hmm. And I go to Madison, Wisconsin. And, you know, I'm I'm the paranormal guy. They bring me in. I do a paranormal talk Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They let me host a couple of celebrity panels for, like, Constantine, which is a TV show about the paranormal. The supernatural panel. And then they're like, anybody else you want to talk to? I'm like, sure. Yeah, William Shatner would be great. And they actually let me introduce Shatner. Oh, wow. Um, And and then Greg Brady and Superman, Dean Cain. So I really had a nice kind of retro weekend, right? And. um, but they're like oh yeah you get to go up and every one of these I'm up on stage hosting the panels they're like okay so with Shatner we know you you know we're looking forward to this but really your your legitimate job is just introduce William Shatner so I'm like you know ladies and gentlemen living legend one of a kind you know all these things are going through my mind the guy goes no 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 <clears throat> literally ladies and gentlemen William Shatner I'm like oh. there's no build up no just please he doesn't like a build up he just wants you to get it to him So I'm like, all right, well, we're waiting and waiting. I go up. I always warm up the audience a little bit, get them applauding, right? right? And I get them them going and energetic and and everything like that. And uh, then one of his people looks around the corner and gives me the beckoning finger call. So I go down, and, and he goes, this is William Shatner. And I'm like, hello, Mr. Shatner. And I shake his hand, and he just like reluctantly shakes it back. And I go, anything special you need me to say when I get up there? He goes, no, I'm William Shatner. I'm like, all right, sir. So I go up there, I do my little spiel, introduce him. So I have two pictures with William Shatner. One backstage, and one as he comes up on stage yeah. to, to shake my hand. Which he wasn't doing, I want you to know. He was reaching for the microphone, right. and I pulled the microphone and I stuck my nice hand into move. his. Yeah, it's, When are you going to get a chance to shake hands with Captain Kirk, right? That's
3: how I used to feel girls <clears> up in 8th grade.
0: Wow. Anyway. Well, please tell me you were also in eighth grade at the time. Yes, I was. Okay, good. All right. No, this
3: was <laughs> when my daughter was in eighth grade. No, what what? No, I'm just
0: kidding. Yeah, that's not something you joke about nowadays. But yeah, I uh know. sorry. So in both pictures Luther Automotive, coach. he is he is fascinated with my junk.
3: Oh no. I kid
0: you not. That's my wife. I I'm gonna pull <laughs> these pictures up for you, Doug. It's it's one of those moments in time you just can't get around. It's it you know, I said In one picture, maybe it's just weird timing. Both pictures, his eyes are fixated.
3: So I know these conventions can be a little weird. Did you have trousers on, or...? (laughs) Trousers. What are, you, are you Are you going back in time on well, me here, she, Sprintle? She's playing weather outside.
0: Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, I was wearing me britches. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I had, Pantaloons. and apparently my uh, my crotch was set to stun. Here's, here's backstage. <laughs> I'm not sure
3: that I want to see this. Here's backstage
0: think. with Shatner, but please notice where yeah. his eyes are. Oh,
3: my God. Right?
0: There's no denying. No. Right? Okay, but then, again, it could have just been timing he looked down as they snapped right. that picture. Here we are on stage. Please, again, notice where his eyes are directly directed. <laughs> Straight hmm. to my package, Andy. I don't know. I I felt violated lots of and lots excited of afterwards. Come to mind. Yeah.
3: Beam me up, for example. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'll stop right there. But
0: yes, I. Uh, so I got a chance to hang out with Shatner. But then he goes up and he starts touting his new album, which is remarkable. He's been told, and uh, he he put this album together, and all these great legends came in and did songs with him, like it, Iggy Pop.
3: Oh, I know. I heard that. Uh, Billy Gibbons oh, yeah. from CZ yeah, Top. From ZZ Top. Todd Rundgren, like, <clears throat> he goes, I
0: sent it to uh, blah, they're, blah, blah. They're
3: they must all be pot smokers. That's oh, they've my gotta only be. Yeah. explanation. So
0: he sends it over and says, uh, he sends it over to his people to, to look. And he goes, and then I call him up and there's like dead silence. And I think, oh, no. And then they're like, it's brilliant, Bill. <laughs> like, well, what are they going to tell Shatner? Right. Oh, my God. We're blowing yeah. it up. We're hiding the acetate. We're hide. This didn't happen. But you know what? Here's, here's the thing. The guy fully grasps his place in, in history. Right. No, I get it. That's cool. And he knows that his music is a unique thing that you're going to love because of the absurdity. Music so I'll is, give him Music is
3: a term used very loosely in this situation. <laughs> well,
0: that's true. But wasn't it? There's a new documentary out. Um, and I wish I could remember the name of the, the documentary. But uh, it was about 9-11, the concert. Oh, okay. And during it, at one point, they make some comment, and, and Sir Paul McCartney mentions that uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, the definitive version is Shatner's. So even McCartney's in on <laughs> Gets the, the, joke. the gag. Yeah, That uh, yeah, it is what it is.
3: Tom interviewed, uh, I can't pronounce his right name properly. I think it's George Takei, but I think it's... He <coughs> it's Takei. It. Takei, yeah.
0: yes. Like, okay. Everyone
3: says Takei, takei but... Yeah. Yeah. I knew I had it wrong, but anyway, we all know who we're talking about, so... Tom had told them that uh, Shatner recorded a Christmas album, and he goes, oh my, Ooh, that must be a horror show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't hide their, their disdain. <laughs> it's in, You know, that's another thing I'll give Shatner credit for, because I'm a, a Trek nerd, I've listened to his autobiography, and I like, the, I like the the audiobooks, so I like to hear the celebrity talk. It's kind of like you're sitting on one-on-one with these people, yep. right? And he tells a story, and at the end of one of his books, I think it's uh, <clears throat> Star Trek Movie Memories, he decides to interview. He goes, I got, you know, at doing these books, all of a sudden I got wind that my cast and crew didn't like me. And he goes, which has come to kind of a, a complete shock to me. So he legitimately, and it sounds like know. it, he really was kind of blown away. And then he went and he started talking to each one of them. And they would lay it on the line. And, you know, they're trying to be polite at first, and then they just, like, unleash. Even
3: Yeoman Janice, she didn't <clears throat> like him?
0: No. She, I think she had to leave the show because of drugs and alcohol. Issues, oh, really? Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I I, if know I recall that. properly, I don't even know who that is? My Trek Lord It's a
3: tall blonde. Uh, she wasn't crew, on it for crew long. Crew that. Well, yeah. the show was it was only on two years, right? Three, three, three years. Yeah,
0: three years into a five-year mission.
3: Bill Shatner pretty much got her tongue, his tongue down her throat in about every fourth episode. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, he
0: he goes about interviewing each one of them and is genuinely kind of shocked and appalled at at their perception of who he is. And it was, huh. it was great. And he goes, you know what? When you're an actor and you, you care about your craft and you want it to be the best, sometimes you forget what these, these things are mean. on Star
3: Trek. This isn't All like right. Patrick Stewart.
0: But but when you're given a job, yeah. you've got to come up, you've got to try to make it the best. You want to stay on as, yeah, as long as you that's can, true. right? That's your job. So he said there would be times, he's like, this, this line doesn't make sense for Uhura to just suddenly chime in and say this. Why don't I just say that and keep the story going? And they're like, okay, Bill, and... and she she would mention, you realize, Bill, that was the only line I had in the entire episode. And he goes, no, I didn't, because I only film my scenes. Right. I had no clue of knowing that this was your only... So I you, you there was you could see there was a little bit of fence-mending going on, but like James Doohan set up two or three appointments with him and then just wouldn't show up. He just <laughs> he defiantly Shatner. despises yeah. Shatner. Uh, there was like no... I never knew this.
3: I, oh, just, yeah. I, I just assumed that the most difficult thing about being a cast member on Star Trek... Would be to keep a straight face. <laughs> I mean, I'd be cracking yeah. up all the time.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, this was the '60s, wasn't it? Yeah. That's pretty much all TV. That's yeah. true. What was they it... thought was serious was very not serious by today's standards.
0: Right, and at that time, it was very. It, it didn't have that same campy. Yeah, vibes. exactly. Because oh, that was cutting was cutting 10 or edge special when effects. I watched it, and I'd yeah. crack up half the time. Oh, really? Getting in on that? Well, there was a lot of um, subversive kind of humor. Yeah you know, with what they were doing. But, yeah, it was, well, it was fascinating. was fascinating. to
3: get some of the Rod Serling thing going, some social commentary, yeah. you know, the episode where...
0: Frank Gorshin, half yeah, black, right. half white. Right, right, the right, other right. guys exactly. are white and black, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they did a lot of that. That's it's different. I, and and right, now again, they've just mentioned that Patrick Stewart is returning as Captain Jean-Luc Picard for, I think it's like that CBS All Access.
3: Have you ever seen uh, Ricky Gervais' show called Extras? yes. There's a scene, there's an episode where Patrick Stewart, for those of you that haven't seen this, Ricky Gervais and a woman, they're friends, it's not his girlfriend, play extras on these uh, movies and shows in England, and every episode has a star. And the one that Patrick Stewart, and he's always doing Star Trek lines, like make it so, and the Mm -hmm. gag is is that nobody gets it. (laughs) None of them have watched Star Trek Next Generation. (laughs) It's pretty funny.
0: Anyway. It, that that whole series was great. Yeah. And it was kind of done in that same vein as The Office. Yeah, that's right. Uh but they, they Well the
4: Ricky Gervais also did the right. office right. In, in England, Beckham, so it yeah. yeah. makes sense. Yeah.
0: And then they I, I also like the one when they had young um Harry Potter, what's his name? Daniel Radcliffe was I on it. I didn't
3: that. see that one.
0: Oh, it's hilarious because like Daniel Radcliffe's off to the side and he's smoking cigarettes and he's cursing and acting like a, you know, being a a kid, a teenage kid, right? And all of a sudden he's like, whoa, help me out. And he hands the cigarettes and stuff to Ricky Gervais and and Daniel Radcliffe's mom comes up. And he's like, he puts everything off on, and she goes, why do I smell cigarette smoke? Well, he's smoking by me, mom. I'm sorry. Come on. This is a kid. What are you doing? You can't pervert. It was just, I think he ends up getting fired off of whatever he was doing because he was, He was uh, soiling the image Did that you is see young Harry Potter.
3: Kate Winslet is the nun, and she's teaching Ricky Gervais's girlfriend how to talk dirty <clears throat> on the phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good show. Extras. If you haven't seen it, uh, treat yourself. His comedy specials are great, too. Yeah, When yeah. he tells the story, like, he does something different with his comedy that I really enjoy. When he does the story about the elephant swimming. I haven't seen Oh my yet. god, it's so fun. Uh, if you get a chance, and maybe even Andy could find the audio in a little bit, but it's on YouTube. He He's like reading an article and he, he finds the absurdity in stories. And he's like reading the story about how these elephants were swimming in the ocean, but they're like way far out. And and it's like like they were um, I'm trying to figure out the way he po- mentions it, but he was like like they were kind of shocked to find these elephants that far out. And then he has this kind of narrative between like a a boat pilot, you know, sailor, what he could mm-hmm. captain. I'd know more about boats if I ever went out with friends that had boats. But anyway, uh the... Now we know hey, Ricky Gervais
3: hosted the Emmys and you didn't. Yeah,
0: but the, <laughs> he's talking to this elephant and having this great conversation with it, And it's it's absolutely hysterical. And then on one of his other ones, hes I think he's doing the story of Noah and the Ark. Huh. And he just breaks it down into how absurd it is. But most of the comedy is just the looks on his face.
3: Right, no, he's... Of how
0: can you believe he's this? He's got that
3: deadpan... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the timing, which all I think all great comedians have. Right?
0: Yeah, good, uh, good stories, good, good shows. If you haven't seen them, just treat yourself to his uh, comedy specials. I think they're all on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. But uh, extras was good. What was it? oh, and then he did that one with um, Warwick Davis. Yes,
3: what, I can't remember yeah. the name of that. That was hysterical in parts. Oh
0: yeah, and he plays himself, and Stephen Merchant, his partner, plays himself.
3: Have you been wanking to this pen. <laughs> Uh, yes,
0: I have. <laughs> and Warwick Davis, who
4: played uh, Leprechaun. Life's Too Short. And Willow. Yeah, Life's That's Too it, Short. Yep. My parents loved that for the ten seconds it was on. Yeah, yeah, it I didn't last. It was only about seven two, or eight seven episodes, episodes, yeah. Think, did, oh, was that it?
1: Didn't Johnny Depp too play, do like a cameo on it? Mm.
4: He may have. I don't remember. Cameo appearances, yes, episode two. Very good. Wow. <laughs> and, and what's yeah. that called? And like then, then Rain Rain episode four, <laughs> Right Said Fred was on, so hey, it's a
1: right equal, set fred equal word. amounts <laughs> of fame
3: there equal amounts um, <laughs> from,
0: from the Z stu- category and stu- the
3: stu- short A. Speaking of which, being a rock fan, you'll get this. I finally got around to seeing Bohemian Rhapsody a couple weeks ago. Wow! what did you
1: think? What'd you think? I thought it was
3: great. I yeah. thought he was just fabulous. Um, it was how they got Brian May to go back into a time machine in 1972. And That's look what exactly we said. Exactly like Brian May. I'm like That's what everyone said. Book. Well, Brian May says it.
0: He's yeah. talking in one of these little vignette videos. He goes, "Roger and I were watching some of the rushes and stuff," and he goes, "And there were a few times we forgot we were watching a film." Yeah. He goes, "I thought." this was a documentary, and he's like, I don't remember saying, oh, that's because this is... Mm. Or, I remember that slightly differently, but it, it's it's the like, guy, even the tilt yeah, of his it eye, just amazing. it's crazy how much that guy just owns the character.
3: So, the funny, the funniest thing, I thought, was when they were trying to talk him into doing Live Aid, and he goes, yeah, everybody will be there. The Stones, uh, uh, David Bowie, uh, Elton John, Paul McCartney, REO Speedwagon. I'm like, how did you guys get mentioned in that same breath? <laughs> Obviously
0: REO friends feeling. with the producers That's of the right. movie, right? Although they did put on one hell of a show at the State Fair, I think, about.
3: No, ooh, they're, they're, Mar- a, they're a great rock band. But, right. I mean, but it was about 20 not... years
0: ago. There was like a storm rolling in. Oh, really? As they're playing Gee, at the I State Fair. I wonder
3: Far- what they song they played.
0: Well, <laughs> it was just great. But like as the storm started, they began doing Riding Running the, storm the Storm Out. out. And then flashes a lightning and he goes how's that for a light show minnesota and then you see like the guys come running up on stage it's and they're like, like we need to end it now but they wouldn't they killed. played it out pouring rain yeah. and lightning it was amazing
3: playing the rain maybe but not the lightning, lightning? yeah i don't know but
0: about it, it that. was a hell of a light show to watch while they're playing ride the, and to hear that yeah and then the lightning starts going in the sky it was amazing timing yeah. amazing timing good shows
4: and thankfully no one died by but being it, struck by lightning. Right.
0: They, did, they had done their show with sticks. Well, kind of sticks. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sticks, sticks aren't, sticks sticks aren't one. electrically conductive, so... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Dennis DeYoung not being in the band just feels weird to me.
3: I saw him at a uh, Honda corporate gig in the height of the recession. They mm-hmm. the dealer meeting, and Dennis DeYoung and his version of sticks were playing, and I thought, "Ass ah, is going to be kind of boring. It was great. He was right. so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the end of the night... He says, uh, All right, let's not screw around. You guys all know what's going on. There's one song we haven't played. So normally we would go backstage, wait a couple minutes, and come out and play the song. But I'm 65 <laughs> effing years old, so I'm going to have a cigarette and then we'll play the song. Is that okay? I mean, he was <laughs> oh, just like awesome. that all night. He was great. That's great. And I probably played to, you know, 500 people or so. Those corporate gigs play pay those guys really, really well. But
0: How long did he play for, Tony?
3: Uh He did. I want to say it was close to 90 minutes. This was a, you know.
0: Not bad for a corporate party. I've seen 45-minute uh, sets from uh, Cheap Trick as well, main players. The, uh, well, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll discuss more right here on the Tom Bernard Show.
2: Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilsky, was here to talk about a great service at an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my buddy, my pal of mine, why do I need this and why is it cool? We developed the app to compete with the other payment applications across the country. We wanted something that was safe, secure, easy to use, and most of all, free. Say, for example, Alex needs some money and you want to send her some money, you can do it right away in the payment app and would get into her account without her having to go to the bank. Most convenient for the princess in your life. And the Prince Andy, too, because I wouldn't want the kids having to leave the house to get cash. I wouldn't want that. No, there'd be no sense in that. You'd have to buy the gas then, too. (laughs) They're going to love it. This is Tom, Why Not Bank, with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. 855- five five four twenty twenty and please tell them tom sent you Oh, that's my girl right there yeah
3: so uh corporate rock gigs mm-hmm. car dealers have it made especially if you're a toyota dealer because toyota when they do a show they pull out all the stuff sure i about eight years ago i went to mandalay bay so every toyota dealer in the country's there the whole factory's there and normally they, it's broken down into two things. They have an introduction of the new products, then a dinner, and then some sort of a then show. Then the Doug Sprinthal project. And normally <laughs> the introduction is, here comes the new Civic. Well, not Toyota. They have the Blue Man Group introducing all the new cars. Uh-huh. Start, and Dana Carvey was the warm-up guy. Then okay. we're sitting around having dinner, and there's a band playing in the other room. and going, God, that's the best beach, band, uh, beach Boy cover band I've ever heard. It was the Beach Boys, just playing around the corner for dinner if you wanted to go listen. And so we raced back to the auditorium at Mandalay Bay. I'm dragging Paul Walzer along. Santana's the headliner. And I said, we've got to get there because Sheryl Crow's opening up for him. She, he goes, who's Sheryl Crow? I said, Paul. <laughs> Paul stopped listening to the music when the Beatles broke up. He doesn't know anything after 1970. <laughs> he loves the Beatles. Uh-huh. I said, Paul, she's probably the biggest female rock star of our generation. So we get in the seventh row, and Cheryl came out and did an hour. And it's two or three songs in, he goes, "She's quite talented." I said, yes, <laughs> she's Cheryl F-ing Crow, and she's right there. <laughs> and then Santana did an hour, and then they both came out and played together. It's it's cool. They've had the, they've got the Eagles for Toyota shows before too. And it's
1: wow, big. it's crazy to think though Cheryl Crow was a backup singer for Michael Jackson on the Bad tour.
3: I had dinner with was her she? at uh, yeah. Filios. Huh did you really before tuesday night uh supper club or music club came out a friend of mine's girlfriend who was like the national sales manager for aveda and just a great gal and just was really well connected just knew all these people she goes yeah i got a friend in town from la and uh we're gonna go out to dinner you want to come and i said sure and so he introduced and she's tiny i mean she's a little bigger than sarah but not much and So we started talking, and she was talking about being on tour with Michael, and then she's excited because she's going to try to get her career going. And a year later, she's like, oh, shit. I mean, whoops.
1: You're fine. There it
3: is. (laughs) There it is. Flag on the play.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Wow, so you get to sup with her before she blew up.
3: Yeah, I I can't remember because it was 30 years ago, but either Tuesday night uh, music club had just been recorded or she was in the process of it.
0: The, uh, that's a lot like, well, I didn't get to sit and have dinner with her, but my friend, when I first moved up here, said, hey, I got tickets to go see this, this gal over at, uh, and I'm pretty sure he didn't refer to her as a gal, but he said, "We hey, there's this woman uh, performer over at uh, the Fine Line you want to go with, and I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. And the Fine Line, you know, it's that nice, intimate oh, sure. atmosphere. Went in there, and it was um, Alanis Morissette. Oh, wow. Just before Jagged Little Pill broke. So she did the whole Jagged Little Pill album, and I was like, wow, what a great, just a great sound, great look. Yeah. This is cool. And then I think it was like three months later when it totally exploded. And then she was touring. She came back right. and she hit like Target Center and right. it sold out. But I, I was like, I was in fine line away, you know, from me to the door away from from her through the entire show.
3: I've had that happen a couple of times. I, I used to play at the Blues Saloon in Frogtown in the <coughs> 80s and 90s. And the woman that booked it had, had a really great ear for Blues talent. She goes, There's this guy coming into town from Seattle. He's just a great classic blues player, I think you really dig him and she, there's about 25 of us there it was Robert Cray Oh jeez. next time through town he's warming up for Clapton, yeah, said, Yeah, Mickey you've got pretty good ears, he's really something else but that's cool when you get a chance to
0: I had, uh, there's a place in Illinois called Nashville North and it was right off of Irving Park Road uh, a little country bar, right, mm-hmm. like literally a hole in the wall bar but my buddy was uh, really like country music and they had open mic nights, and you had to be 21. But we would go when we were 18 to just see if they'd let it. They, we'd walk right past them. They never right. carded. No. So we'd go in there, and we just became friends with the owners and everything. They still never questioned. It was like don't ask, don't tell right. policy. And we we were always respectful. Eight, and we didn't do anything stupid, and he got up there and performed, and he was great, right? And um, we got in one day. They, they had this, uh, this band coming in, and Archie and Marlene and their daughter are like, yeah, you should come hear him. He's, he's pretty good. All right, so I go in. My, Rick doesn't end up making it because the weather's bad. I get there, and there's like 15 of us in the audience because the weather sucks. And I see this guy over there talking to Archie and Marlene, and he's like, I'll go on by myself. I'll just go on by myself. It's fine. What had happened was his band got snowed in, mm-hmm. so they couldn't get there. So he goes, Garth Brooks. he goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, his band couldn't make it, but let me introduce you to our friend Garth Brooks. So I got wow. to sit in wow. a, a nightclub with 15 other people as Garth Brooks played on stage. Eight feet from me before he was didn't have Garth Brooks. All right. Oh, right.
3: What, imagine what oh, be that Oh, That piece today. of
0: video? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would I have recorded it? Because to me, he was just this
3: <laughs> huckster <laughs> hillbilly. Yeah, but close. he was a
0: fun singer. And, you know, he played to 15 like yeah. it was an audience no, of no, 10,000.
3: I'm not a big fan, but he is a great entertainer. I, I mean, am. You could have
4: recorded it, but then you would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> that's
3: that's right. <recorded. laughs> <Okay. laughs>
4: the 42-camera up on my
0: shoulder. <laughs> Smuggle it. I've got it in underneath my trench coat.
1: There's one, <laughs> yeah. there's one
4: video from my childhood, because even back in the 80s, early 90s, video cameras were still like, you Bulk, know. Yeah, you horrible. rented them for $5,000 yeah. or yeah. whatever. And now every kid has this 4K oh,
0: video yeah. camera in their pocket. I my daughter it's blows it's unfair. away. She could sit there and knock out videos and edit and do all this stuff. I and know. I'm like, what did you do? I How know. did you create this? I Black feel stupid. 51 year old man. And I'm like, can you help daddy make a video for my right. show? She's like, all right, Dad, what do we got to do? But, uh, yeah, that so that's another one of those moments where you're like, right place, right time, and there you are seeing Garth Brooks perform before he was Garth Brooks.
3: Not that I'm trying to one-up you. And
0: Please do. It. No, I love these stories. Similar story. I saw two so Garth Brooks. Want to so.
1: see my scar? <laughs> every, every
3: Monday night for years, uh, we, I was in the band that hosted an open blues jam at the Blues Saloon, the old mm-hmm. one, which is on Thomas and Western. It's, uh, I think it's torn down now. And we'd heard about Kid Johnny Lang. He had just come to town. He was 15 at the time. And he showed up one night with his dad. He goes, hey, can I play with you guys? And I'd never heard his music, but everybody was raving about him. And so we put him on and brought him up. And, you know, he was a really good guitar player at 15. But in every, but he was playing Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff, and there's, there. every city has one or two really good 15-year-olds that can do the Stevie Ray Vaughan deal. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not trying to be snarky, but I'm like, God, that's really great, blah, 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 blah. But I don't get what the big deal is about. Right. Next set, he comes up and goes, hey, mind if I sing one? And I said, sure, what do you want to do? And he goes, oh, it's Stormy Monday G. So we counted off. He opened his mouth and went, holy crap, where did that come from? Right. Now I get it. Now I understand what all the who, the fuss is about. He was just, uh, and still is, just an amazing, soulful I don't know how you felt it. Johnny
0: Lang won up my Garth Brooks story, but it's cute that you...
3: Well, no, but I mean, it was just an additional story about an intimate setting with people that go on yeah. to become really famous. I, I've made some... T- I'd be the worst AR person in the world. I saw the police on their van tour at First Avenue.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Roxanne's nice too. And These guys are a one-hit wonder. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Nine million album sales later, we're splitting up. I think more than up. that, yeah.
0: I, we went and saw the reunion tour.
3: Oh, did you really? Which
0: it's hard to believe now. I think that's like ten or eleven years old, and uh, I feel like it was just a few years ago. And, and my buddy Tim and I went. And I'm like, dude, the police. He goes, yeah, get us tickets. We got really nice seats, and go to the show. And they were one of those bands that it felt like I was teleported to 1984 yeah. because they didn't they didn't miss a beat. The same exuberance on stage. I mean, you've got, at that point, these guys are all 50-something yeah. years old, and they're bounding around like they're 20-year-olds on stage, and their voice, Sting's voice, is so pristine.
3: I think that every great band has what I call the secret weapon. You know, in the Beatles, it's it's not the, usually the lead singer. It's the guy that sort of makes Ringo. it. <laughs> uh, well, actually, Ringo's a better drummer than a lot of people think. Well, um, yeah. But in that, but police, Stuart Copeland. I could watch him oh, yeah. play drums all night long. He is so funky and so fast and creative. He's just an amazing drummer.
0: Yeah, it's too bad there's so much ego involved in that band. I would love to see them again. Well, yeah, that they band. They were so good. Well, yeah. Every band They're ever. they almost all like that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah that's the unfortunate part. But, you know, well, no, I mean, then you've got guys like Metallica who who take marriage counseling courses to stay together. Hmm. You know, I mean, you got to appreciate when they realize, hey, this, we're greater than, you know, the the individual parts here. We need to keep this thing together, and they treat it like a marriage, and they treat it like a a real relationship in order to to get further. So I I give those guys a lot of credit for going forward. Mm -hmm. What are you guys exchanging strange glances for? Oh, I am don't get (laughs) Weird. <laughs> oh, no, no, was, you're both looking so at me like, there's a, like I just grew a
3: unicorn horn or something. You're no, both looking I, at me going, huh? Honey, I,
0: we, I
1: always look, look at you when you're talking. Of, mm. I
3: know that Cassie wasn't thinking what I was thinking. I, I'd seen a video <laughs> about a, a support group for group for bass players, something that hard times put on the web. It's really funny. Oh, great. There's a Twenty players? of them sitting around in a circle and it's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right, here, this isn't just a safe space. It's a safe bass space. <laughs> one guy gets really mad, he's in the house arrest. And <laughs> I finally got a girl back to my crib and, you know, I was kind of romancing her, so I pulled out my P bass and I'm about forty five minutes into the pocket and I look up <laughs> and she's gone. The guy goes <laughs> What kind of strings were you using? <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. <laughs> I
0: uh, had you, are you a fan of like Spinal Tap and Oh
3: God, one of my favorite movies. I watch that probably every other year.
0: Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah, I just saw an old interview with Michael McKean talking about that. Uh, an old, I think it was only a few years old here. But he was, he was. They were like, "Did you realize what you're doing?" He goes, "No, we were just really trying to have some fun and thought this thing through." And they had originally. I guess self finance like a thirty minute version.
3: Oh really? Because Eric Idle was it. the money behind it, wasn't
0: it? I think I yeah, think, I think a couple of them were. Yeah. yeah. Was I,
3: was George Harrison also behind that? Uh, maybe he was. I'd have to look. No, it up. he was behind. Uh, George he, Harrison was behind the Monty Python a lot movies. Of the Python
0: stuff. right? But he um, and uh, he was talking about just how fun it was to do the show and how they fought to to really bring these characters out. But I didn't realize that he had been partners like. Kind of entertainment partners with uh, David Lander, who played Squiggy for long before they became Lenny and Squiggy. Well, they used to tour. You know, they actually released an album, Mm -hmm. Lenny and the Squigtones. Yeah, and they they released this. But to hear the stories and what they put together, he's just kind of very self deprecating. But he was, you know, he was. Yeah, we just knew that this would be a fun little deal. I've, I've loved all their little. Parodies. What was it, Best yeah. in Show? Oh yeah, the Christopher a Mighty Guess. Wind. Mm-hmm. I would
3: love to have dinner with Christopher Guest and Jamie Lee Curtis. What a fun couple they must be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was a bitch. Oh, is she really? Well, when I met her, she was. Well, maybe if Chris was there, she would be.
0: Maybe <laughs>
3: I don't. It, it really kind of stunned I, me. I love a couple of times and they just, they just say sorry. It does not. It's not in the cards. Not that we're, <laughs> the we're, show? Doing, we're doing something fun.
0: I met her on the Queen Mary, uh, and we were doing this charity deal for uh, Haven House, battered women shelter. Okay. And all these celebrities had signed this deal, and I'm like, "Hey, would you mind signing?" She's like, "No," and I go, "Well, it's for Haven House, the battered women right shelter." Allie, and the, she just she woman. stopped and looked at me and glared. Like, oh, did boy. the word "no" not make sense to you? And I just, I said, "Oh, all right. Well,
2: I'm have a good one." You lost a fan tra- today, and I walked
0: away. I I'm still go watching trading movies. places again. Yeah, I never did to begin with. <sighs> she, uh, I did. That's a great. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, thank you for calling me out on that. But she, um, yeah, I just hate when you bump in. And, and here's the thing. I shouldn't hold a grudge. Everybody has a bad day, and I don't know what she yeah, just came from. Right. You know, and, and I'm sure it's got to be tiring to be out in public and be constantly recognized. I feel weird on rare occasion when I'll be out somewhere and somebody comes up and they're like, darkness, Dave. And if I'm out in public, I, I, I know I've got to look like the biggest douche because I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I look away. <laughs> I get so uncomfortable. What do you do? I'm out yeah. of Walgreens. I'm picking up some, you know, lube. I'm picking whatever. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: I'm out of a drum.
2: Yeah. Uh, I got
0: some Mucinex, some lube, <laughs> Magnum condoms, and they're looking at me all weird, right? No, but I I, uh, I just always feel really awkward when I get recognized out and about. Um, so I can't even imagine actually being a celebrity and having somebody recognize you. Yeah, that that's, would be weird. That's got to get to be hellish. Uh, we were at a concert Few years ago, and um, Brian Setzer came mm-hmm. walking down, and all of a sudden, as we're sitting there getting ready, all of a sudden you just hear this <sighs> over on the left side of the, and we all turn, and he's walking down to his seats, and the crowd's going nuts like it's his concert. Yeah, and then like a wave, the whole bowl just starts cheering, and then he made the mistake of stopping, and taking a selfie with one person in the aisle. Oh
3: no! That's and then the this poor guy, just like
0: people, yeah. rushed the aisles. And then you spent the next 20 minutes before Showtime watching Brian Setzer regretting every moment of his life <laughs>
3: up to that moment. I talked to him. I went to see a Jeff Beck show, one of my favorites, at the state. This is probably seven or eight years ago. And Brian, I was on the aisle about 12 rows up, and Brian Setzer was five rows in front of me. So I walked up and I said, I'm a big fan, blah, 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 blah. And he had just done a mini 50s Rockabilly tour with Jeff Beck. I said, Can I ask you a question? Are you going to get up and play with him? And he goes, No, I'm just here as a fan. I said, All right, well, it's nice to meet you. He was really, he's a really nice guy.
0: Yeah, he seems like it, but uh, that's got to be rough going anywhere. I'd go to a show. First of all, why is he sitting over in the crap seats? That's what I wanted to hmm. know.
3: Yeah, he had pretty good she- seats with hey, Jeff. Straight Cats. You know yeah. where you belong. Get up there on the first or second row. I saw them. This had to be 10 years back. It was a great concert at the X, and they never promoted it. It was Chrissy Hind and the Pretenders, mm-hmm. the original Stray Cats, and ZZ Top. And the tickets were like 15 bucks, and the place is half full.
0: Are you sure you didn't like, just step into a time machine no, somewhere?
3: No, this was wow, 2008, I, would have loved to have seen that. I think, or nine. A few years ago. Like well, 10 say, years I, ago. I yeah. did say 10. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I think that was I the last time have the Stray that. Cats had played together it, on that tour. It was, and well, Chrissy uh, Hine, the pretenders were great,
0: too. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll come right back with more here on the Tom Bernard Show.
2: Tom Bernard here to tell you Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night. And you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor-trailers This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes.
0: I don't know why I love this song so much. I remember getting up to watch this video and i was so excited And it just what a great song and a great concept and although there's the my favorite line of all is uh bono chiming in with like the least christmas friendly song now first of all this song is very upbeat and yeah. but we're basically talking about the fact that hey in africa people are starving to death and they're the only the only water they're going to get this year is the bitter sting of tears right and then you get Bono chimes in and he goes, uh, and remember that this year, thank God it's them instead of you. And I'm like, God, oh, that's the cruelest line ever. Hmm. And the thing is, they did like four more versions of that song, and it wasn't until one like two years ago that he finally changed that line. Oh,
3: wow. I didn't know that.
0: But it's, yeah, it's one of the, the best. And tonight, thank God it's them <laughs> instead of you. And you're like, what the hell? Why would you even tell people He's
3: been that? hanging around with Elvis Costello all
0: the way Oh, God. <laughs> fun stuff i watched that documentary on it that's a great documentary too if you like rock music and watching how he put this thing together and pulled these people in and even though there were these musical feuds Mm -hmm. uh as a matter of fact he talked about when they brought boy george in. boy george was like the one of the lone holdouts and he was just being kind of a a prick about the whole thing they finally bring him in and he and george michael like hated each other and this was like oh yeah they hated each other but they both like kind of bam Confronted each other, then realized what they were there for, and they kind of hugged it out oh, and, cool. and went through and did the song together. But it's a great video, great song. Um, have it's, to watch just, that. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I'll see if I can find the link. I'll send it over to okay. you. Uh, I believe it's on YouTube. But it's a that, that was just such a fun song, and then they realized that they they closed uh, Live Aid with that mm-hmm. a live version with David Bowie not sounding very good leading that bit, but uh,
3: David Bowie is an interesting singer.
0: Yeah, well, wow. I See, really you don't, like him. Yeah, but weren't you the one who said he's not really a singer? He's a, I
3: don't, well, I, th- I think he said that he's that not a, a singer,
0: too. I think Bowie admitted that he wasn't really a singer so much as he's a. just
3: got such a unique right. voice. Well, it, he, doesn't, it doesn't play well with others. You don't want to have David Bowie in the chorus, and he could never really? do what Frederick, Frederick, Freddie, Freddie Mercury but does, which is he played 20 well, track his whole thing. But,
0: he played well with Freddie Mercury, and he played well with Mick Jagger, and,
3: uh, and Bing. Oh, that's probably one of the worst piles of crap. You don't like right. the Bing Crosby? Oh, oh I awful. do.
0: I love it. Mm. And
3: Bing Crosby's a great singer. Maybe not a great human being, but he's actually, a phenomenal have you
0: heard him. that a lot of that stuff uh, since then? You know, because Bing Crosby's taken a lot of heat. Yeah. Uh, for being this horrible, abusive father, and I guess you know a bunch of his kids ended up drug addicts and and right. uh, suicides and things like that. But other people have come forward to say, no, Bing was no worse than any other father at that time. They were, he was strict. And he was a celebrity, and he had to keep the kids in line. So a lot of them stood mm-hmm. up for him and what he was doing, and they said that these kids were trying to cash what, in. Like
3: Joan Crawford? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, no, but they My were trying spot. to cash in to make some money yeah. and, and selling stories. And some of them, they said the reason the one kid killed himself was he ended up feeling so, so much guilt over tarnishing the image of his mm-hmm. father. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was one of the, the theories out there on him, but it's... Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that little deal. Have you seen the weird remake? John C. Riley and Will Ferrell <laughs> do that entire scene. They <laughs> redo really? it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andy, if you could pull it up. It's just like uh, it's the um, John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, little drummer boy deal. But they,
3: they is, reenact every of scene which, of it. When is there Sherlock Holmes coming out? I saw uh, a trailer. I, I want to like, see that uh, so
1: bad. Watson, Holmes it, and Watson. Christmas or is something? It? Yeah,
3: that does look good.
0: <laughs> I like when he tears the mustache off. <laughs> Holmes, where have you
1: been? <laughs> I love those
0: two together. Oh God! I didn't realize he was in uh, *Casualties of War*. John C. Riley. I never saw that. That was the Michael J. Fox Vietnam movie yep. Brian De Palma did um, uh-huh. back in the '80s. And he, he had so many. He goes, "Yeah, that movie failed. It had Michael uh, J. Fox. It had who
3: was at the height of his power, Sean
0: Penn. Penn. Yeah. It had John C. Riley. It had all these major celebrities. I think John Leguizamo. All these other celebrities were in it. It's a huge movie when you think about it." Mm. But the problem was, if I remember at the time, everybody's like, nobody wants to see Alex Keaton fighting in the Vietnam War. And that's why they stayed away from the movie.
3: Hmm. Well, and maybe it was too close to, in time, the Deer Hunter and Platoon and all those. It's hard to say.
0: It could be, yeah. But, well, Deer Hunter was more like late 70s, early 80s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Because a glut of, of war movies started like around 83 with... Uh, yeah. Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, gosh, what are some of the other casualties of war? And then, of course, you've got your Rambos and your M.I.A.s. And
3: (laughs) Yeah, the real war movies. (laughs) Yeah, the real war movies. John Rambo.
0: Congratulations to Stevie Nicks. The Rocker was announced Thursday as a 2019 inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hall Uh, of Fame. Following her first appearance as an individual nominee, she'll become the only woman, the only woman, my voice is going out on me, to be entered twice oh, okay. following Fleetwood okay. Mac's 1998 induction.
4: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, why would she be in there twice? But
0: Who do you think, before I get to that part in the story, I don't know if they mentioned it, who do you think was the other woman? Would it have been she's Diana Ross?
1: Pat Benatar, or is she already in Oh,
0: no, she's the only woman. You're right, I'm sorry. I thought it said the only other woman. Uh, wow, I would have thought that uh, the Supremes and then Diana Ross might have been in yeah, separately, but... Uh, I guess not. I've, I've been in a band since 1968 to be recognized for my solo work makes me take a deep breath and smile. It's a glorious feeling, Nick says, uh, per Rolling Stone. Winning the fan vote, Def Leppard was also selected in its first ballot appearance along with Radiohead in the band's second year of eligibility. Acts are only considered 25 years after the release of their first single or album. The other 2019 honorees selected from 15 nominees Janet Jackson, The Cure, Roxy Music, and The Zombies.
3: Yeah, I was talking to Lastman this morning. How Roxy Music got in ahead of Todd Rundgren, I'll never know. Um. Well, a lot of them I don't get. Yeah, even the fact that the Rock and Roll Hall of
0: Fame has snubbed the Monkees. They're like, it was a TV show, it wasn't a rock band. Really, the TV show lasted two years. The band is in its fifty-third year as as a a recording, and and they just released that album two years ago that went to number like two on the Billboard charts. How do you not give some credence? And when you look at how many bands have come forward saying, I'm in music because, because of, the of the monkeys, monkeys. Yep. because the whole idea is being influential, right? Yeah. Having right. a staying That's power. Right. And there are bands that have released two or three albums that were that are now in the Rock and Roll Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, but the monkeys weren't. <clears throat> Not that I'm beating the drum for them, but it, it, they said when, when we no, did a, a panel it, discussion like, with Mickey and Peter, he it's goes,
3: a, It's a guilty pleasure for sure. You listen to some of those monkeys tunes, and they're pretty good pop songs. Yeah. they really were.
0: And, and Mickey and Peter said, "Well, the thing is, the true fact behind the Hall of Fame is it's a privately owned group, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of who they like and, and who they want to put in.
3: They put Nina Simone in the Rock. And roll I Hall know, of Fame right? A few years ago, it's, and she's <clears throat> a very, she's a very gifted jazz singer. But okay, what rock? Okay, how?
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's been a lot of ones that I just don't, uh, I don't necessarily understand when it comes to that. Honey, we're building a fireplace."
1: Oh, we are?
0: We're building a fireplace now that KFC has introduced a fire log that smells like delicious fried chicken. Oh, I can't mm. have fried chicken
1: anymore. That would be delightful.
0: Mm-hmm. You know when you walk by a fireplace or a place that smells fried, or sells fried chicken? I'm going to try this again. Cold medicine <laughs> stuff on the eyes. Honey, we're getting a fireplace. <clears throat> Honey, we're getting a fireplace. <laughs> Why? You know when you walk by a place that sells fried chicken and you think, Man, I wish my entire house could smell like that. Well, it's here. If you've ever entertained the notion of filling your home with the aroma of fried chicken, KFC has you covered. The company recently introduced the KFC Fire Log.
1: I've had a couple of those after
0: eating their hot wings. This
1: (laughs) is the
3: the good side of legalized marijuana. Because, you know, this was probably invented in a marketing department in Colorado. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I got it. Let's make this is, smell like chicken. And this is the guy
3: that just moved over from the PR
1: department <laughs> right. that came up
0: with the Burger King Whopper cologne a few years ago. Do you remember that? Mm. He's uh, like, hey, guys, this really did cool, man. Let's try a KFC Firelog. The BK Whopper <laughs> scented cologne is still a hot seller. Uh, <laughs> you could buy a
3: cologne, Doug, that smelled like the Whopper. So you can smell like a minimum wage employee in a fast
1: wow. food restaurant. Wow. You can get the Total Taco Bell Walzer Automotive,
3: walzer.com
0: <laughs> How well. dare you pick on fast food employees? Hey,
3: my son did, worked at his time at McDonald's. So here, he here's hated. the sad
0: thing. I, I do want to point out the fact that, uh, so my son just got his first job, right? He's working at Target Boutique, right?
3: Yeah, that's where my son works now. He says it's a big upgrade from Mickey D's, actually. I, uh, <laughs> I,
0: I worked in radio uh, now for 13 years, and for 10 of those 13 years, I worked for iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm where I made $10.65 an hour. I want you to just marinate on that. My son stepped into his first job at almost $13 an hour. I've been on the air for 13 years. I made $10.65 an hour for 10 of those years. How is that a thing?
3: You know they're right next door, aren't they? If you want to go complain,
0: if I could, I would. It does me no good. They won't let them
1: in the building. Here's the
0: other kicker. (laughs) I just yeah, they won't. You know, you pee on the manager's desk, and all of a sudden, you look
3: at the bad guy. Break out in all those restraining orders.
0: Well, what you know, what really kicks my butt, and I just I sent a message to my my co-host and producer Tim Dennis on this. Uh, We hosted Darkness Radio for. Eight years on K Talk. Shameless plug. Uh, No, we're not on there anymore, so I'm not plugging much. But if you do go to darknessradio.com, you'll (laughs) continue with the best in paranormal talk radio seven days a week. Um, We're over there. Hey, walzer.com. I can play the game too. Uh, So we were um, amongst our conglomerate. We were the one of the top three uh, downloaded podcasts across the United States platform. Wow. We leave two years ago. This year, they're doing the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. We were that close to being uh, recognized. Aww. That close.
1: I'll give you an award, honey.
0: Oh, I know you do every day, baby. Just being my <laughs> wife. So, how much do you think the old uh, fire log will, will set you back?
3: Fourteen ninety-five.
0: Andy, uh, fourteen ninety-five from Doug. What do you think?
4: Um, I'm guessing it's limited
0: edition, so it's probably going to be more like twenty-five bucks. All right, honey. Nineteen ninety right. You just throw the log into your fireplace. You light it up, kids. Your house smells like the unmistakable scent of K- KFC's 11 herbs and spices. The log is made of 100% recycled materials by EnviroLog, mm. made to smell exactly like KFC fried chicken. Do you want to alter your prices? No. Eighteen
1: ninety nine. I All was right. closest.
3: Yeah. You can buy by a, a Kf- KFC fire log for your home. Yeah,
1: might so be just- tough.
3: I just have a... Natural gas
1: fireplace. I'm wondering if they just soak it in the grease that they fry well, the chicken. They in. Do. That would be up in like three seconds. That's true. There
0: is something I have to avoid KFC because it becomes KFC and Taco Bell have an addictive. Uh, I know. They're, well, they're made of narcotics. I, it's got to be. There's no way. Crack. If I eat a, a piece of KFC chicken, I can't stop thinking about KFC for another week. It's like I'm going through the uh, the the DTS on it. Withdrawal. Yeah, it's crazy. Original or crispy? <laughs> Original. It's got to be greasy yeah, and soft. Right. Uh-huh. I'm old. I don't want well, to have to whole, fight my whole, food now. The skin
3: comes off. That's raw. Oh. Then...
1: Yeah, just rub it into the gluten-free person. <sighs> oh,
3: <yeah>. There's no gluten in chicken. Oh, yeah. In the
1: <laughs> no. breading there is no. But it's their like, 11 herbs part. and
3: spices. That's right. <laughs> gluten? Oh, Gluten God. plus?
0: Yeah. Scary warming at poles showing up at weird times and places. Scientists are seeing surprising melting in Earth's polar regions at times they're not expecting, like winter, and in places they don't expect, like eastern Antarctica. New studies and reports issued this week at a major Earth Sciences conference paint one of the bleakest pictures yet of the dramatic warming in the Arctic and Antarctica. Alaskan scientists described to the Associated Press Tuesday never before seen melting, and odd winter problems, including permafrost that never refroze this past winter and wildlife die-offs. Mm. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Tuesday released its annual Arctic Report Card detailing the second warmest year on record in the Arctic and problems, including record low winter sea ice in parts of the region, increased toxic algae bloom, which uh, are normally a warm water phenomena, and weather changes, In the rest of the country, attributed or attributable to what's happening in the far north, the Arctic is experiencing the most unprecedented transition in human history, according to the report led uh, by Emily Osborne, chief of the Arctic Research for NOAA on Tuesday. What's happening is a big deal," said University of Colorado Environmental Science Program Director Walid Abaladi, NASA's former chief scientist, who is not part of the NOAA report. It's a new Arctic. We've gone from white to blue, said Abadati, adding that the he normally wouldn't use the word scary, but this seems to apply. And that means other problems. Continued warming of the Arctic atmosphere and ocean are driving broad changes in the environmental systems in predicted and also unexpected ways. One of the most noticeable problems was a record low sea ice in winter in the Bering Sea in 2017 and 18, scientists said. February, the Bering Sea lost an area of ice the air, an area of ice the size of Idaho. That's a pretty big chunk of ice.
3: I saw a meme on Facebook a week or so ago, and it was about the Mars landing. He said, scientists just took an object, had it traveled. How far away is Mars, Andy? Is it um, 80 million miles or something like that? Landed on a planet planet spinning, you know, five hundred and fifty thousand miles an hour, and is sending pictures back to the Earth. I think I might believe these guys on climate change.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like, you
4: might want to take at their the closest. For it. They're only thirty-four million. Oh, okay. That's Ooh. barely any distance
0: at all. Yeah,
3: well, you could do that with a good wrist rocket, couldn't? you? <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. We've
0: got guests and more right here on the Tom Bernard Show.